At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back in. It's VSIN Bet Center. Happy Sunday morning to those of you on the East Coast, where it is officially midnight, 9 o'clock here on the West Coast in Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Week two previews in the NFL as we get set for what should be another fun Week of action on the NFL card. A lot of tough lines to handicap this week as we dive right back in. We just went through the top five consensus plays from the Circa Millions consensus picks. Now, Jeff, let's look at some of the other games that did not make the cut, but are games that I think a lot of us will have interest in as we go down the card. And one of them will be an AFC East divisional matchup featuring uh, two teams that certainly have a lot to prove. One team in Buffalo who looked pretty rough offensively last week in a loss at home to Pittsburgh. Another team who did impress a lot of people, the Miami Dolphins, come out, go into Foxborough, ruin a lot of people's money line parlays and contest picks in, in New England. As they win that game, 17-16, forcing a late fumble in the, in the New England red zone, they come out here and at home, Jeff, home opener for Miami, three-and-a-half-point underdogs, the consensus line. You have not seen this line move a whole lot. Right now, some of the juice to the Miami side, so you could see this tick back down to three on Miami before all is said and done with your total in the 47 and a half, 48 point range. Sticking with a theme, which really has just been uh, overreaction or not, the, the Josh Allen week one performance was awful. Missing open guys all over the place. Granted, Pittsburgh, very effective pass rush, and they put him under a lot of pressure, but still, you expect a guy with MB, MVP caliber talent to put up a better showing than he did. Public thinks this is going to be a bounce back. 90% of the handle, 89% of the bets on Buffalo minus three to boost this to three and a half. At three and a half, Jeff, would, are you still interested in, in Buffalo at, uh, at this body? Do you think the Tua train keeps rolling for Miami? So I, I, we actually put Miami in a contest at three and a half. Uh, look, I think there's a few things here. I think the line is off. I don't think the line's right. I think the line should be one and a half. And maybe that's an overreaction to what we saw from Buffalo last week. But look, I, that was a horrible loss for the Bills. You're up 10-0 at halftime. Pittsburgh couldn't move the ball. And you'll manage to not only blow the lead, but you'll lose the game. You have a blocked punt for a touchdown mixed in there. That, would, that, was, that did not look anything like what we saw at all in any circumstance other than that total debacle in Nashville last year for Buffalo. Even the other losses in the regular season didn't look anything like that. And Miami last week, I look, they were they were very lucky in order to win that game last week against New England. New England should have won that game. If Harris doesn't fumble at the end, 
New England probably scores a touchdown, and Miami loses that game by by either five or seven, depending on the success of the two-point conversion for New England. Tua is mediocre. I think so far in his, in his season plus, he's completely mediocre. With that said, Ben, Miami's defense has found something that should be non-sustainable, but it has been sustainable for them now for 17 games, where they force turnovers, they get short fields for their defense or for their offense, and they take full advantage of every opportunity they're given defensively. And I look, I said this earlier in the year, and I'm not certain if this is actually going to be a thing or not, but through one game, the sample size looks good for this. Josh Allen has not played well in front of crowds in his NFL career. He just hasn't been. He, his all-pro year last year was in front of no fans for the most part. The three worst performances he had last year were in front of crowds. A bad performance in week one in front of a full boat there at whatever they call Ralph Wilson Stadium now in Orchard Park, New York. I think that's a legitimate thing at this point for Allen. Now, could that turn around completely on me? Yes, it absolutely could. Miami is one of those ones where there's not a lot of fans to begin with and also be a lot of Buffalo fans in that game in Miami Gardens. But I I think this is a tight game. Wouldn't shock me if either team wins by a field goal, so I like Miami plus three and a half. I, I, I... I, I don't think your your point has much merit. Uh, it's, with the if, it ends size. Up, if it ends up working, well, in Miami, it may not have any merit, actually. But elsewhere? I don't believe, yeah, I don't believe that the Josh, I don't believe that the crowds are really the thing holding Josh Allen back. Had, but th- in this game specifically, it's a hard game for me to, to really get a good feel on. Because it's your point. Brian Flores has proven time and again, back from, back from when he took over a team that looked like it was headed for 0-16 and turned them into at least a respectable losing team and turn them into a couple, basically a game here or there as they basically missed the playoffs by a game uh, last season, turned them into a team that even though with Tua Tagovailoa, who goes 16 to 27, 202 yards last week, a running game that averaged 3.2 yards per carry did not rush for uh, over a hundred yards as a, as a group last week. And still he, he has them fighting hard. Their defense is good enough to keep them in every single game. And that's despite losing some really key pieces to that defensive that defensive unit, including Kyle Van Noy, now with New England, who they had to face last week. The, and they, it will be, at least on the defensive side, they are healthy this week. Will Fuller, who was suspended for week one, he is out for week two due to a personal matter. Preston Williams is questionable. At the end of the day, though, in these divisional matchups, Jeff, I just I trust Brian Flores to keep his team within a score. Does that mean they'll cover the three and a half? I'm not totally sure, but this feels like a field goal game to me. You maybe pick it. I'd, I'd take the three and a half with Miami, but I'm not going to play this. I'm real. I'm more just. I'm going to watch this for, more from an interest standpoint. I'm very interested to see what Buffalo team will we get. Because you go back, Sean McDermott. The last two games he's coached has been awful. Completely mangled the Kansas City game in the AFC Championship. Horrible lack of aggression throughout that game. Yeah. And, and it was a bad performance against uh, Pittsburgh. Really out coached by Mike Tomlin. Not exactly known as a great in-game manager, no, but yet not he at all. was. So that, I'm just more I, interested than anything. The Jeff. one thing that does concern me from the Miami and Buffalo's offense did whatever they wanted in both games last year against Miami. And the Week 17 game was Josh Allen for a quarter. That was and it, a, they, Miami a got run out of the building anyway. So that is a little bit of a concern. This may just be a bad matchup for Miami against Buffalo. It's possible that that's the case. But look, uh, this is another one. I think the total's too high. I think the total's too high, especially... This is one of those that's correlated. If you like Buffalo, I think you got to bet. You got to look to bet the over because Buffalo probably, if Buffalo is going to cover this game, they're going to be in the high twenties to maybe even the mid thirties in this game, and it's going to be hard to go under forty-seven and a half if Buffalo's in the thirties. If Miami stays in this game, it's going to have to be an under game. So I, I think this is correlated. If you like the Dolphins, you like the under. If you like Buffalo, you like the over. I think that's fair. I again, I'm not going to play this either way. One game I will play. I know you and I both like this game, Jeff. Cincinnati Bengals going to Chicago to take on the Bears. A Bears team that I, I I bet against in a myriad of ways last week. All those teasers on, on the Rams side. Chicago Bears come out. They have seen a pretty massive line move go against them. You see that two right now at DraftKings. It's either two or one and a half. Chicago is in the three, three and a half range at open. As this total is anywhere from 44 to 45, depending on where you look. Jeff, this is maybe my favorite play of the whole week. Chicago Bears, off of that loss, <laughs> laying less than a field goal. This will be a contest play for me. I am this based on the line movement, Jeff. It would not stun me if Cincinnati closes as a road favorite, and I think that is 
the largest overreaction of anything we've seen from week one to week two. Am I crazy? I, I, I think I'm a little alarmed at how much we agree here because Uh-oh. Ben, like the bears were a little bit of a, we're, we're a bad Andy Dalton throw away early in that game from that being game on right away. And they couldn't convert on fourth and short in that. Like, the as you said, the Bears were best in the NFL on first and second down last week. And you really want to tell me that, and look, I wouldn't shock me if the Bengals cause a pick in the actual line. You see one and a half, you see one in the market. If it gets to pick, that's teaser it's all day. It's an easy teaser on the Bears. It's, a, it's, easy bet. it's a bet on the Bears for me, 100% here. Now, look, I understand it's Andy Dalton. I know he's not any good. I, I, I know the Bears' offensive line struggles, and Cincinnati's defensive line looked okay. Uh, looked pretty good, I should say, against Minnesota, who had problems blocking last week. But we're going to flip this around. Really buying Cincinnati's offensive line after one week against a mediocre pass rush, where Burrow still got sacked a whole bunch against, oh, I don't know, the Khalil Mack guy is pretty good. The Bears' secondary is rough. I understand that. But I anticipate that the Bears' pass rush is going to wreck enough hag- havoc that that secondary not being particularly good is not going to matter too much. I like the Bears. I think they're going to win this game comfortably, Ben. So I don't understand the move. I think there's a huge overreaction. I know computers really like Cincinnati this week, too. So I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. At the home opener, too, at uh, Soldier Field, even though, again, home field doesn't matter as, a, a, in anywhere near as much as it used to in the past. But I'm on the Bears. You and I agree here. Uh, five sacks Joe Burrow took last yeah. week. And in a game, too, last week where Cincinnati's up 21-7, completely dominating the game. Go for it. I'll Zach the one Taylor at 30, baby. does that. <laughs> and they should have lost the game. And yeah, in a game, game where Minnesota it was as close to a no-show as you could ask for, let Minnesota back into the game. I'm still, I still have no trust in a, quarter, in a team led by a coach in Zach Taylor. Here's the other part of this, too, just from the secondary angle. So, we talked about how we saw the Bears really have a lot of success running the ball with David Montgomery over 100 yards on the ground. Andy Dalton had some guys open downfield, too. It was just a matter of how much time would he have to throw the ball, and we saw them not really take advantage of some guys with open space. Cincinnati will be missing Trey Waynes again. Was They were hoping he would be making his debut this week. He has already been ruled out. In his place is a cornerback you are very familiar with, Jeff, Eli Apple, who last, week, good. last week was targeted seven times. Seven receptions were made against Eli Apple. And to be frank, Jeff, he looked like, of all the secondary guys I watched last week, he looked like the one guy who, who did not belong in an NFL field. He was be- being burned at every, every juncture. It's been his whole career, and, and it probably would have been worse had Kirk Cousins not been under siege from an offensive line that decided to just not show up in Cincinnati last week. So I think the Bears are going to have success in a multitude of areas. I don't even care about the Dalton. Like, the Dalton revenge angle to me isn't, isn't really a thing. It's just this Bears team, I think, is a little bit better than we give them credit for. That that the scoreline did not really do justice to the the actual performance from Chicago, and and I trust them in a spot where everybody's going against them at home in a home opener. Matt Nagy is in, he needs a win to say like <laughs> what, that's a, what makes you say understatement that? of the year. Give me the Bears all day, Jeff. I agree. We're in total lockstep. Look, that's a little bit. We agree. That's alarming the both of us. <laughs> Stop talking about this game before we get each other even more fired up. Let's go to uh, Tampa Bay next. How much do we expect this? Be a better performance out of Atlanta. We'll discuss that on the other side as we continue our NFL previews on DC Texas. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. According to Talent Nest, visit Indeed.com slash credit. We're back on VEASAN Bet Center with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson continuing our deep dive. The NFL Week 2 slate. few games left to get to. We'll give you our contest plays, our survivor strategy this week, best bets. That's all coming up in the next 40 minutes, Jeff. But let's go to a game. You, you, you seem interested in something happening in the college football. Well, well. I would just quickly here, the, uh, the the highest total on the board today was 78 in Oxford between Tulane and, and Ole Miss. Um, there are eight minutes and change to go in the third quarter, and the game has gone over the total. Right now. It Ole is, Miss might cover the total it, themselves. It is, uh, it is about to be 61 to 21 Ole Miss. With- uh, Matt Corral, Heisman tickets made in the preseason, continuing to look better and better. Matt Corral has seven total touchdowns. Three Hence passing four. my prior statement. <laughs> yeah, three, three touchdowns, four rush. Uh, three <laughs> passing, four rushing for Corral. Jeez. Last time I checked, that's Ole pretty Miss good might, out of the, uh, the Ole Miss has a legitimate shot to score 80 tonight. Well, we thought we'd get a total live total of over 100 in North Carolina, Virginia earlier, which ended up uh, going over Oh, that's going to be higher because that doesn't have the latest touchdown. I think we're going to get uh, – th- th- this thing is going to keep gonna rising. Keep, keep on I am seeing right now 109 and a half. And it's minus 140 to the over. You know what the scary part of that is? I don't want the under. I don't want the under 109 and a half. That's so How ridiculous. How could you? If not, unless you just wanted a ticket to frame for your grandkids just to explain to them the absurdity of what you do. That's I see 107 and a half, by the way, is the best number now. Interesting. Okay. Oh, we'll keep tabs on that. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the NFL where Atlanta takes on Tampa Bay this week. That's where we'll start uh, this segment, break down that, as well as a Titan Seahawks. Uh, Atlanta, again, not, not to belabor the point. Bad pick by you and a bad pick by a, a lot, lot of people, people last week. A very, a very popular contest. Some people got chic, went with them in Survivor, the Falcons. It did not work. Here they are getting 12 and a half in Tampa, who do have the rest edge of three days, having played Thursday night. Tampa pretty uh, healthy across the board, as well as they get ready for, for this game. Uh, they will not have a backup wide receiver in Frank Darby. Buccaneers down, at least down their main starting quarterback, Sean Murphy. Bunting goes on IR. Carlton Davis, he is questionable with a hamstring injury. And this is a spot, Jeff, where in a divisional matchup, it is, it is impossible for me to really want to lay the points with Tampa Bay. I kind of like Atlanta here. Not enough that I'm actually going to, I'm not, I'm not actually going to stomach putting them in a contest or, or making a bet on them or even teasing them because Tampa could easily run away with this game by 20 plus, but just on principle to me, Jeff, this is a line that's three points too high. I think you ha- you cannot get, you cannot possibly get a worse performance out of Atlanta. And I think we continue to, to overrate in, in our respective power ratings. The Buccaneers from last Super Bowl run was not impressed at all in their defense. And as we saw last year in a lot of these spots, even in division, Tampa was not really, uh, not really a team to just go full pedal to the metal 
foot to the throat and knock a lot of these teams out when they had the opportunity. They let a lot of games hang in the balance, and I see that happening again here. I want nothing to do with this. I want nothing to do with this game because it feels like it's too many points. But the Falcons really looked horrible in every facet of the game against the Eagles. Arthur Smith looked totally overmatched, which was, again, if you told me that in that game, whereas the Eagles and the Falcons, that Nick Sirianni would not only look like the better coach, but would look like a real coach while Arthur Smith looked like he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. It was it was jarring how bad Atlanta was. 12 and a half is just so many points to lay. Should be nine in, and a half. In I, an think. NFL. I think 10 is fine. 10, 10 and a half even I could get to. Uh, but I, I look, it's a, it's a no play for me, and that total feels right at fifty one and a half as well. So no play, Ben. Thirteen has already popped as well. So this isn't is this this isn't even like for you the the, the Houston game where at fourteen it's potentially a buy point on uh, on Atlanta or or is it in this spot? I mean, if it gets to fourteen, yeah, I guess you, this will be thirteen. If, I would if, think if it gets, by, to, four, if it, if it gets to fourteen, I think you kind of have to. I don't think it's going to get to fourteen. If it gets to thirteen, you said one spot has it already. Then maybe, but I I'm not interested. Under any circumstance, 51 and a half your total. I'd honestly, for I know it's on the wrong side of a quote unquote key number in totals, not as key as the spread numbers, but hard for me. I know that's the second largest total on the board. Hard for me to see. see now, part of this is Atlanta has to score, but again, I have to imagine Matt Ryan will look better with a, a, a week under the belt in the Arthur Smith offense. We knew coming in, and we big reason we liked Atlanta in a general sense was that with Arthur Smith, a lot of the things he likes to do as a play caller pre-snap motion, play action, are all things that Matt Ryan has excelled in over his career. And we figured that would make Matt Ryan a more efficient passer overall. So to me, I have to. Th- I think Atlanta puts points on the board. I don't think they can stop Tampa. 51 and a half, that, that, doesn't, seem, uh, that doesn't seem high enough to me. I don't have a problem playing the over. I don't have a problem at all on that. I wouldn't play the under in this game, that's for sure. Uh, I'm with you on that. As you see some of the, the player props. Matt Ryan, 281.5 on the passing yards. Brady's over 309.5, heavily juiced at minus 125. How about the team that Arthur Smith used to ply his trade for, and his departure seems to have left a resounding impact on the Tennessee Titans, who were as bad as anybody. And that was my vote, Jeff, for, for worst-looking team of Week 1 as they go to Seattle they, they now. They as good of a case as anyone. Taking on a, a Seahawks team that getting a lot of market love this week. They've been bet up to six and a half. Most of the spots in town, there's one six behind us at Circa. And Seattle looks fantastic with Russell Wilson on the road in Indianapolis, Jeff. Uh, this, you know, again, you're, always, you're trying to pick your spots on these week two. Again, not every game is going to result in the over, potential overreaction theater. There are going to be some, uh, some favorites that, that uh, we might think the line is inflated where they cover going to be some underdogs that still come through this week probably not to the rate of 12 and 4 like in week one but to me this is this is a spot where i am taking a shot with tennessee this is a contest play for me even though it's a bad number six in circa millions and five and a half in the westgate super contest for your contest lines uh, this is a spot where i'm i'm not ready to completely write off tennessee like a lot of others have after week one and i still while i'm not a huge mike Vrabel fan from an in-game coaching perspective he is shown in spots like this he has the capability to get his guys up for spots like this on the road. And he lit into his guys after week one. He called out Julio Jones. There's not many coaches who would do that, Jeff. I mean, calling out to the media Julio Jones for his boneheaded 15-yard penalty. I think the Titans give Seattle a game. I'm still not high on, on the Seahawks. Wasn't on them high on them to begin with. And felt like they took advantage of an offensive line totally banged up on the indie side. Took advantage of a couple of just unreal plays from Russell Wilson that you kind of come to expect every game. Feels like a one-score game to me, Jeff. I'm, I'm rolling with Tennessee as a very, very much a pinch-your-nose dog play this week. Seattle or nothing for me. I Look, I, I there were a lot of alarming things that happened in that game on Sunday for Tennessee against Arizona. There were a lot of alarming. Couldn't block. The play calling was horrible. The defense looked horrible. Uh, what else happened? Uh, Mike Vrabel looked clueless. Uh, look, it's, it, it's, it's a really... This is a Tennessee team that on paper, even with that horrible defense, should be able to still be fine because that offense should be able to produce. And we talked about it all offseason, losing Arthur Smith and and promoting a guy from their offensive staff who in his one season as an offensive coordinator was one of the five worst coordinators in the league that year with the Raiders. Granted, that was a year after Derek Carr broke his leg and Carr was very skittish in the pocket. 
So you could have uh, made that a case of, oh, Derek Carr just wasn't fully there ready to play mm-hmm. yet after the broken leg. Seattle is one of those teams that we kind of all disrespected during the offseason. Oh, Pete Carroll's done as a coach. Oh, this defense still is bad. Is it just stay? Russell Wilson turned the ball over a ton at the end of the year. Seattle's still really good offensively. Russell Wilson's That's still great. They not going to push back they, on they, that they at still, all. They still, have a, <laughs> they, they still have the most under... DK Metcalf gets all the love. But Tyler Lockett's still great. And still one of the most underrated players in the NFL. How is Tennessee covering these guys? How are they covering and slowing down this pass attack? I don't see it. So look, could Tennessee get in the back door to six and a half that's currently out there? Yes, of course they could. Because there's a big number in the NFL. But Seattle's offense is so much better than Tennessee's defense that I do not understand or, or, or do not see Tennessee being able to slow it down. I kind of like a, a team total over for the Seahawks here. I think they're going to be able to score whatever they want. And if Tennessee has any semblance of an offense, this game's going over a 54. At not, yeah, at a 54 total as well. Yeah. High total, but as you point out, it, this, this, I agree. Tennessee's the, defense is The bad. matchup is significant. Here's the thing, though, that I, I feel like is the overreaction part of it. I'm not ready to, to say Seattle's defensive line specifically, which looked great in week one, is all of a sudden this juggernaut top five, top ten unit. Coming into the year, the consensus was this was you know a decent defense, but one that, that had a, a limited amount of depth behind some of the cornerstones of that of that defense. Any injuries, if you look at guys like Jamal Adams, you go down, all of a sudden you're, you're looking at a very weak defense. I'm not, look, I'm, I'm, I just have to still think that for Todd Downing, having been in that system, for them, the game plan completely changed having gone down so early and seeing the offensive line give them absolutely no help. I still think he's going to incorporate a lot of the things that we saw last season out of Arthur Smith. I don't I don't expect every game to be just a complete whitewashing like it was out of Tennessee. I expect them to get up for this game. And for those of you who are thinking, all right, yeah, don't they play a lot of these tight early season games at home? Their last yeah. four home games in September have all been decided by seven points or less. So I thought the number should have been four. At six, I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready to take a stab. I, this, could, this is the one that could easily blow up in my face. Yeah. I'm willing to admit that. Uh, as we continue next. We'll get into a final couple games, get into our best bets and survivor strategy as well. Week two breakdown in the NFL next on Houston Bet Center. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Just a couple games left to preview on the NFL card for week two. We still, when I say we, I mean Jeff Parles, myself, Penn Wilson. We're still keeping tabs on some of the late college football action. And Jeff, we just need, we cannot, we cannot neglect to mention the statistical disparity going on in our own backyard at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas right now. You and I both kind of liked Taking a shot with the dog, UNLV plus 32 against Iowa State. But can you just tell, tell our audience what is happening with, with that so far? Uh, it's uh, not going well for UNLV. Uh, it's 24 nothing at halftime. Iowa State. Uh, this, is, this is the thing. <laughs> Iowa State had 18 first downs in the first half. UNLV had 18 yards. Uh, UNLV actually just got, a, just got about one-sixth of their yardage for the game on the first play of the second half. So that's a nice three yards. Uh, it's 36 and a half uh, live right now. Uh, if you want to take a shot with the uh, the Rebs, which uh, I would suggest that you do not take that shot with the Rebs. That's all we need to say about that game. I just it was what 308 eight yards in the first half to 18. Was that our our margin? <laughs> uh, not good. Last Competitive game. Tate Martell's in the game, by the way. Tate Martell is now in the game. So what? <laughs> What the fifth quarterback that uh, Marcus Arroyo was used in his in his third game this year? Tate Martell, the former uh, the, the flameout number one uh, quarterback recruit in the country in 2017, flameout at Ohio State and Miami. Now a walk on at UNLV. He is into the game. So anyway, we won't talk anymore about this game, Iowa State and UNLV. What we will talk about though is a game that uh, Jeff and I we've got differing opinions on here, but we feel strongly about it. Cowboys Chargers. We get deep into our afternoon slate. Uh, one of just a couple games we still have left to preview on the show for the NFL Week Two previews. And a game where right now the market has, Jeff, pretty much threes across the board here. 
Slightly higher total, actually, than Tennessee and Seattle, which we talked about last segment. Total up to 55, and you can't blame the oddsmakers for setting it that way when you watch how Dallas attempted to defend Tampa Bay on opening night Thursday. A Charger team that pulled off what was just a really bizarre back-and-forth game in Washington, but they're able to get the win despite horrible red zone efficiency. They were the worst red zone offense of anybody in the NFL in week one, but they get that win on the road, an impressive spot for Brandon Staley making his head coaching debut. And here they are, pretty fair number, you have to say, Jeff. Laying three, I, I would have been surprised if it would have been anything else. You like the Chargers here coming back home? I, imagining, too, going to be, what, 30,000 Cowboy fans at SoFi Stadium? Is that a conservative you're being, estimate? You're being generous. This is probably a, a road game for the Chargers. Uh, so, okay. It's a home opener with fans at a I was trying at, to be nice uh, to the Chargers fans. Hey, remember last year, Ben? Even though there were no fans in the building, the Chargers' first game at SoFi Stadium, they took the Chiefs to the brink. That Very was the, the Justin Herbert uh, yeah, after Tyrod Taylor punctured punctured lung game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Chargers could have won that game and probably should have won that game actually against the Chiefs last year. Dallas's defense on paper is an abject disaster right now. After the Demarcus Lawrence injury, they have no pass rush, and when they when he was in against Tampa, they didn't touch Tom Brady. Now Tampa's got one of the best offensive lines in, in, in the league. The Chargers' offensive line is solid, but it's nowhere near what Tampa is. Ben at three, I like the Chargers. The Chargers are much better than the Cowboys are. Now, look, the Cowboys' offense is awesome, and you have two very good wide receivers, even with Michael Gallup out. Uh, CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper both were incredible on opening night. But the Chargers, with a little bit of better execution in the red zone, like you said, that game wouldn't have been close in Washington. It would have been a two, maybe three-score win for the Chargers in that one. But, Ben, I, I, I'm buying the Chargers. I think they're legitimately good. They're a legitimate playoff team in the AFC. And they should be able to score however many points they want against that Cowboys defense. It's just a matter of the Chargers getting enough stops against that great passing attack of the Cowboys. And in the end, I think they do. I like the Chargers. If you can get a three, I would lay a, a three right now with L.A. And, and even though you see those three and a half, at least on the screen, it is now market-wide, even at DraftKings. It has moved to there the three. There you go, three. the three. And as you see, too, a lot of the public likes Dallas this week. Yeah. Dallas, a public team in general. I, I, do, I think this is a good bounce-back spot for Dallas. You have the rest edge. You have the Chargers coming back home off the East Coast trip. And I agree with a lot of things you said, Jeff, and I do believe that clearly the upgrade to Brandon Staley has, has made immediate dividends already. This is a Charger team that's going to be in every game they play. They're going to be favored in a lot of spots going forward. This season, uh, to me, though, for, for Dallas, the biggest concern I had was just the overall health of Dak Prescott. And, and to me, it, it's a complete game changer, whether he is healthy or not. What he showed in week one in an incredible 403-yard passing performance in a game where they got nothing from Ezekiel Elliott, in which they were completely one-dimensional. And again, going up against a, a consensus top five defense in Tampa Bay, well, I think the Chargers have made a lot of improvements. I still don't think they're nearly up to the ilk of Tampa defensively. When you combine that, when you combine the extra rest, when you combine what's basically going to be a home field advantage for, for Dallas in this game, I think it's a spot where they, this feels like a field goal game. It feels like a, a spot where Mike McCarthy does something completely moronically dumb to cost them the game late. Because if we're being honest, Jeff, Dallas probably should have won the game week one. If, it, if McCarthy yeah, made four, like, four brutal coaching decisions. Yeah. And, and even one that didn't backfire, the 60-yard field goal at the end of the half. Mm -hmm. Somehow didn't result in points going on the other side for uh, for Tampa Bay. So really the only hesitation for me on this, Jeff, is that, A, it's I, I do think that we'll see better production out of the Chargers offensively against a weak Dallas defense. But for as good as Justin Herbert was, I, I was still left my head scratching a couple of times at some of the, the play calling in those third down spots. I think they're still trying to work out some of the kinks, especially in the red zone. And this is a Dallas team that's going to put up points of their own. So I think if you go, if you have stretches in this game where you're exchanging field goals on your own side for touchdowns on the other side, you're going to be playing from behind. That's the one spot where Dallas is actually really strong from. And while I totally expect Mike McCarthy to do something dumb and blow this game and, and it's like 37-36 or something, I think Dallas covers this. And I, at least in the circuit contest, I played this in the contest at three and a half. Don't think, I would not play it at three. Not going to play this, uh, not going to have this, this game in my account, but I think at three and a half, Jeff, I, that, it's a fair, that's a very fair spot to take Dallas in. And I think Chargers by three is a very real outcome here. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Chargers laid on a field goal. Would, would not shock me there, Ben. We'll see. Oh, look, McCarthy. Hey, look, the, the, the Cowboys covered easily last week. 
getting all those points. I mean, I had, like I had them in game. They were they were plus seven and a half yeah. at uh, at halftime. Took took Dallas when it was obvious that this was this was a toss up game, and they probably they were the right side for the full game. Probably should have won. Uh, so Chargers for uh, Chargers for you, Jeff. Dallas for me. Is that that gives us a, an opportunity to to wrap up some of our our overall plays for the the contest. So uh, we mentioned earlier with our consensus lines, top five most popular, Panthers plus three and a half at home against the Saints, Steelers minus six at home against the uh, the and uh, against the Raiders, five and a half right the Patriots at home against the Jets in the circuit contest, uh, Chiefs plus three uh, minus three and a half at Baltimore, and the Arizona Cardinals three and a half at home against. Uh, the Vikings. So you match with what one of those, uh, Jeff? You're, of, of your we have one consent. One consensus. The Carolina. That was our one consent. One consent. All right. So I, Car- uh, Chiefs is a is a play for me minus three and a half in Baltimore. But I, I'm going with the ugly dog. <laughs> Tennessee plus six for me is again as you as you look at. There's actually more people did take Tennessee in in the circa millions than they did Seattle. I'll t- give me Tennessee plus six and a half. Or, sorry, plus six. Give me Cowboys plus three and a half. Colts plus three and a half. Bears playing two and a half at home, which will turn out being a really bad number, but I don't care. And the uh, and in the final game, uh, I will take Kansas City on the road minus three and a half. Jeffrey, your five contest selections, please. We had uh, at least for behind us, we had Carolina three and a half. We had the Bears on that bad number at two and a half. We had the Dolphins at three and a half. We had the uh, Indianapolis Colts at three and a half. We uh, in our la- our last play, we had the 49ers playing the three playing in the flat Philadelphia. three. All right, yeah. week one, how'd it go? Three and two. Three and two. All right, three and two for for myself. Well, we're still at least one of your survivor. Well, well again, still that's, alive, an, that's a little bit different. Which uh, we'll I get mean, to. I mean, for, <laughs> I, again, for the uh, it's a little bit different. I don't have an entry in the survivor here, uh, even though I probably should have with that lay with that lay. Uh, what do you do? Play over. A large play over. Uh, as far so I mentioned the only in pocket play I have right now, Patriots money line with the Packers money line, which we're going to get to. That's the Monday night game. We'll discuss it in full in our final segment. Get as well into our survivor strategy uh, here for week two. That's the only play I've made, Jeff. That's about minus. Uh, I want to say one fifty five. I got that at money line parlay. Consider I've not made a teaser play. I'm I'm you know, I'm coming a little bit. Been down after making like a million after teaser eight, plays. Making nine last. Uh, week. Yes. So uh, the, the, my only in pocket play is the one money line parlay, Jeff. What what is your current uh, your your current rota here in the accounts? Currently, the only thing I have is Miami plus three and a half. That's the only plus thing I have right now. All right. Yeah. We're we're thinking of adding more. <laughs> oh, I, I will add more. more. It's just a matter of what. I mean, based on your college football day, how many bets did you end up with? I today? have to check it, but a lot. Okay. I think we went over that twenty-seven and a half. Uh, did we, 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 I think we just bet. stayed under. Your best win of the day, though, right? Uh, Utah State? Utah State, three different times. Let's go Aggies. Win outright at Air Force. At Air- there we oh, go. Wild game. Okay. Look at you, Jeff. It wasn't all bad. Had some, had some aggravating all, beats. But... It's never all bad. I mean, you, we only, you only hear about the beats because that's what sticks with you. You make 25 bets. You're sure yeah. you're going to have some positive. Uh, we will give you our survivor thoughts for week two as we close out the show and break down Monday night, Detroit and Green Bay. Coming up next as we wrap up Decent Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only 22 bucks per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. It's our final segment on VEASAN Best Center. Thanks so much to the whole crew behind the glass. Wyatt Tomchek. Outstanding producer, uh, Nick Wells, who's we're trying not to drive him too insane. He's had a lot of fun, uh, though, as, as the whole crew. Brendan Mendez, great to have him uh, in here as well. And, Jeff, we've reached the final game of our breakdowns. Week two, NFL slate, and this will be Monday night. Lions come to Green Bay to take on, and all of a sudden, the sky is falling. Packers. Line is still, though, not really indicative of the sky completely falling, at least on the Green Bay side, Jeff. We're seeing... We've seen this number get bet up to what is right now either 11s or 11 and a halfs, more 11s, uh, more 11 and a halfs, I should say, than 11s. And we even see a rogue 12 right now on the East Coast at DraftKings, one even faraway place with uh, 12 and a half. First off, Jeff, uh, with a total of 49, where do we think this ends up closing? Is, uh, 13. Yeah, 13. That's, that's seems fair to me. 12 and a half, 13. So a Lions team that, as we talked about earlier in our preview of San Francisco, Philadelphia, 41 10, they're down, two minute warning of the fourth quarter. How just from a public perception point of view, Jeff, how much do you think people will take away from what we saw at the very end of that game when the game was over? They score 23 points in basically 90 seconds and get the ball back with a chance to potentially tie the game with a touchdown on a two point conversion. You and I both think that it's not something that really has any bearing whatsoever going forward as it was a result and a performance where they were completely overmatched for large portions of that game, even though they moved the ball decently between the 30s on offense. It was all their story defensively, and, and they couldn't do anything into the red zone. How much of that do you think is factored into to a line like this, where some dog betters might be thinking, hey, look, Detroit, frisky, play hard, backdoor cover, sign of things to come. How much of that do you think impacts the, the way we're seeing this line? And I, 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 it shouldn't. I mean, you see what it is. It's it's pretty much split down the middle on bet percentage at DraftKings uh, on the side. The total has been bent over, which is not overly surprising. And will probably only go up because it's a standalone primetime game and people get antsy during the day and will bet just bet this over just to have action on the game. Uh, but, Ben, I the Lions were awful for 42 minutes of that game. <laughs> They were horrible. And it was ugly. I, like, do we really? I, we can't take anything from what we saw after San Francisco got up uh, 38-10. Can't really take anything away from what we saw the rest of the game. If you're Green Bay, you better hope what we saw last week was an aberration. And I think it probably was an aberration. Aaron Rodgers, for whatever reason, plays horrible in the state of Florida. Uh, and it was another performance that was horrible in the state of Florida with that game being played in Jacksonville. If Green Bay loses this game, the season is over. Because they will be starting 0-3 because they're going to lose to San Francisco on Sunday night in Week 3, regardless of whatever the result is on Monday night. So, I, I look, I don't know what, I don't know. I, 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 gotta, I, I don't want any part of a number this big on either side because I think the Lions are horrible and I don't think the Packers are anything like they were what they saw a week what we saw a week ago. And look, what if the Packers just aren't any good this year? And what if this is a close game? So this is a hard game for me. This is a pass for me on Monday. Gun to my head, I, w- I would take the points with Detroit. However, if you made me take it. I'd probably I think agree. for a lot of the reasons you laid out, just going forward, this is a perfect survivor spot for Green Bay. Yeah. 
And a lot of it is when you're looking at Survivor early in the year, it's sort of two things you're, you're trying to factor in. A, who do you feel like is a safe bet? Last thing you want to do is get nuked early by getting too cute. And I think B as well, you want to look at, all right, which teams do I feel are safe bets early, but that I would not, that I would not feel totally horrible about not having them later on. And to me, the Packers, who are the second most popular pick in Circus Survivor this week, you see the Browns' overwhelming favorites, Tampa Bay 3, Pittsburgh 4, New England 5. Can't really quibble with any of those uh, selections on the week two counts. To me, Green Bay, I, I do worry about them having a number, of, a number of issues going forward that I don't think they'll all be rectified. I think it'll be a struggle at home. I, I, I have no doubts about them winning the game. But I do think like Dan Campbell's going to have his guys play hard. The offensive line is the one calling card for that team to at least keep Jared Goff somewhat protected. Packers did just put Zadarius Smith on, on IR. So I think they are going to move the ball a little bit. I, if you maybe play a total as well, that over, it would be the only thing I could possibly play with the struggles of Detroit's defense. Green, Green Bay is not losing this game. And to me, Jeff, I don't really see many options to play them going forward. This is one of those where it's not really in the, it's not really in the category of you trying to slough off a bad team, but it's, this could be a team that by the time you get to week 10 or 11, some of those on the schedule that might have looked, oh, these are easy survivor spots for Green Bay. I'm not sure we'd be looking looking the same at them going down the board. I mean, look, unless if you want to take them against the Bears in week 14 or Washington in week 7, there aren't many opportunities the rest of the way. This is, I agree with you. And look, for folks that are in the circus survivor and you have Christmas, I look, to me, leave two of those games available. You don't have to leave all three because you have San Francisco and Tennessee on that Thursday available to you as well for the survivor pool. So I would look, I would be in the case of I'm okay with using Cleveland and Green Bay well before Christmas. So make sure you save San Francisco, Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Arizona. Make sure you save those four teams so you have two outs in those last, in, in that Christmas uh, late in the season, the uh, week 16 game. I think that's no. That's, I think that's sound, fair strategy, and it's not like you know, crazy, crazy state of the art thoughts here that the Packers as a survivor team are are safe because they're the second highest uh, pick of of any of these games. Jeff, which of of these top five or six selections, which would you be staying away from? What we saw a moment ago, the top uh, survivor picks, any of these big favorites. I know there's some of these dogs that interest you, but. From an actual survivor outcome, which are you, which are you of, not not running to the window with? Of those five, the most likely to lose, I think, is New England. But that's also because I don't think any of the other four are losing. Uh, and look, they're all six-plus point favorites. So in a week like this, where you have the massive favorites, of course it's going to work out like this. And number six was Denver, who's also a six-point favorite. So... Look, I don't, I don't think any of these top six teams are going to lose. So I just never like putting the road team in Survivor. I don't, look, to look begin I'm not with. a huge put a road, especially early in the year. I don't like doing a road team early in the year. But look, home field advantage doesn't mean much anymore in the NFL. Doesn't. Hard for me to envision a scenario as we talked earlier where the Patriots actually lose. So that's why my one play, at least so far in pocket, Patriots Packers money line parlay down to about minus one fifty five or so. Uh, before we wrap up the show, because we've gotten through all of our games, a couple of interesting props for you. If you're into that market, we've been flashing up the player props as well throughout the show. If that is something uh, you want to get in on, you can bet at, on the East Coast at DraftKings and, and other shops around the country offer some variation of this. Highest scoring game, lowest scoring game. Pa- Patriots Judge, by the way, that is your uh, that is your odds on favorite for lowest scoring game, Jeff, at plus 450. Is there anything else, anything else you would be looking at before that one? No, that's, that, I, I agree with the number. <laughs> I mean... They should be the, the, again, it's the lowest total on the board, and it should be the favorite. I don't, and again, I don't know how we're, how are we getting the 43 in this game? I don't know how we're getting there. So I like that under, I mean, there's really nothing else. Like Saints- Raiders Steelers, if I took a flyer, no, that, that yeah. would be it. That would be it. Maybe, but no. Steelers I mean, defensive line will demolish Vegas, and I don't trust Ben Roth. I don't, I, I'm Pittsburgh surprised that the Rams points. and the Colts are, like, I, I understand it's all based off what the, the pre-flop numbers are. I'm kind of surprised that the Rams and the Colts at the fifth lowest total on the board this week. That's interesting. Not, not like the not like the Rams weren't explosive on offense last week, even though it was a bare secondary that, as we know, not not, good. not great. So that's your lowest scoring uh, prop, the highest scoring game, Chiefs Ravens. And again, this is all just based off your uh, your pregame totals, as you mentioned, Jeff. That is your odds on favorite plus four fifty. 
you see the other options. I, I look at personally, I think Cowboys Chargers should be your, your favored spot here because while Baltimore, I think will struggle to slow down Kansas city. I'm not really sold on the Ravens moving the ball a ton. Plus with the way they play tempo wise, Jeff, they're going to try to make this a shortened game, take as much time off, off the clock as they can. Give me Cowboys Chargers in what I kind of think is going to be like I mentioned it earlier. How is, that, how is that not the bet? How is that not I the bet? I mean, I the, both of those offenses are going to be in the high twenties. Like I even though it's a high total, I still like that total over. Also, you got to love Raiders Steelers also twelve to one. Yeah, these odds are very <laughs> interesting on. here. Uh, but anyway, I think that's it, it's interesting to point that out for this one. I, I think the wrong one is is uh, the wrong game. I think Cowboys Chargers should be the favorite five to one. That that uh, that would be the play. Oh, we made it, Jeff. We got through every every bet, or every game. Your bets are still live here in, co- in college football. Did you end up making a play in game? Uh, anything here late? All I have is I have an Arizona State outright ticket from way too early at a bad number. That's Down twenty one really seventeen late. Back in the game. In the game. Back all right. What's well, been fun? We'll see what we'll see what this Sunday brings. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, since thank it's still you. your birthday here in Vegas. It's I, I got two hours left of my birthday. Yes, gotta love. Hey, no other place I'd, I'd rather be. Circus Sportsbook on a Saturday night. Uh, thanks to the whole crew behind the glass. Wyatt, Nick, Brendan, the whole team. For Jeff, I'm Ben. Saying so long right here on Vsin Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.